Wednesday, January 28th, 2016. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Pope Runyon. And tonight we present a discussion on the biblical personages, Simon Magus and John the Baptist. We will discuss their association, their influence on the Gnostic movement, and the rise of Christianity. And we will have uh, Frater Solomon as a guest commentator. Uh, our sources will be the works of uh, Tobias Churton, Gnostic Mysteries of Sex, and the Mysteries of John the Baptist. Also, G.R.S. Mead's Simon Magus and uh, the Book of Enoch, which influenced Gnostic cosmology and the Mandanian books attributed to John the Baptizer. So if you want to be demystified about the Gnosis, tune in and we will part the veil. And I once had a little ditty that I came up with, and of course I'm nowhere near as good a singer as, as, as Maestro Juan Duquette, but uh, oh, I remember it. it went something like this. Faith in Gnosis, faith in Gnosis. Simon Magus and Paul of Tarsus, let me tell you, brother, you can't have one and then the other. Well, anyway, so uh, I wonder what Lon could do with it. Uh, uh, Fighter Solomon, have we got you on? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, could you hear my little song? Yep, can't have one without the other. Yeah, you can't. Well, not, you can't have one and then the other. I, you know, it was. It would be easier to sing it and say you can't have one and and then the other. But no, you can't. You can't have. You can't have them both. Uh, Gnosis means means knowledge, as as we know, and uh, and and faith, of course, is is uh, um, faith. Faith is. Oh well, we don't need knowledge. We just have faith. Uh, so that the, you know you don't have you, you can't have you can't have both of them. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can. You maybe you can have faith in your knowledge. But um, anyway, yeah, faith uh, is uh, hoping for an experience, and then knowledge is experiencing the experience. Right. Yeah, experiencing the experience and proving it out is right, at least as far as you're concerned. Uh, it, this uh, is. You know, going to be quite a. Um, a, a well, we try to be a, going to be a bit of a mind bender tonight, because these two uh, these two characters, uh, John the Baptist and and Simon Magus, uh, they have a, had a tremendous influence on well on on uh, Gnosticism, of course, and uh, uh, some authorities believe that, um, and some of the church fathers believed. That Simon Magus was the uh, was the originator of Gnosticism. Uh, I don't go along with that, but I mean they they, they seem to think so. But uh, um, and there's a lot of Gnosticism, of course, in Christianity. Uh, there still is. There still is a lot. And of course, as those and and there's a an influence of Gnosticism or a a kind of a symbiosis. Uh, with Gnosticism and Hermetic uh, and Hermetic philosophy, although Hermetic philosophy is essentially Neoplatonic, and whereas uh, Gnosticism is uh, is uh, more dualistic, but uh, I think we should explain that Neoplatonism uh, uh, is. It was contemporary uh, with with the development of Gnosticism, and, and but 
the uh, Neoplatonism is more is more more pagan. It's closer to classical paganism, uh, whereas Gnosticism is is. Uh, uh, more of a uh, completely well, more of a monotheistic, uh, nihilistic proposition. Uh, in in um, um, uh, Neoplatonism, uh, your your emanations, uh, they, the the emanation theory uh, comes down and establishes the spheres. Well, um, narcissism does somewhat something somewhat similar uh, in 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 the in the. Uh, creation of a, of, of, a, of a god that they referred to as the Demiurge. One of the interesting things about this uh, is that uh, one of the, the, the structure of Gnosticism, the beginning of it, seems to arise from from the book of Genesis. And uh, now maybe, maybe in a way, it may have been reverse engineered. You know, we, we seem to see, we look at all of this, especially uh, John the Baptist's uh, uh, cosmology, the Mandanian cosmology, all these various uh, cosmologies, including uh, Kabbalah and, and the Hermetic, uh, Hermetic uh, proposition. And, and you, you wonder, in all the biblical analogies, you wonder whether they came from, as they claim, they came from the... the uh, Genesis, uh, or did Genesis come from them? Were they reverse engineered? You know, in other words, that uh, are we reverse engineering the or, our, our, our origins here? Uh, what do you think about that, uh, Mike? Do you think you think maybe there's a, there's a reverse uh, engineering going on? Well, I I think they're reading into the past, but here, here's what I think happened. You have the Alohis tradition, which is older. You know, this one grand God, and, and people have developed their little gods, which are emanations of this grand God. And, you know, all is one. The universe is very loving. So uh, this grand God is um, compassionate. And then um, this group that wants to get ahead, uh, you know, the Yahwist movement, they make this God who's feisty and jealous and wants to uh, push everybody aside who's not paying attention to him and then he wants to say, well, I'm the grand God. You should just uh, identify all, all, all everything associated with love. Uh, I, I want you to give me attention, so look at me, look at me, look at me. And um, what happened, I think, the, the reason this developed is we know uh, there were East scenes in both Samaria and um, Judea. And uh, what they both had in common, but the Samarians have a longer history of it, is a, a couple centuries earlier, um, the Maccabean authorities destroyed um, the Samaritan temple. So these guys could no longer, they no longer had a material place. And this gets us into the whole thing about concrete being identified with the demiurge, which is a good analogy. It's like uh, that God's gone. Uh, there's no longer a solid place. So they came up with this dualism, God versus Satan. But then they realized, hey, wait a minute, uh, this physical temple that we no longer have access to, we're Samaritans, but but those Jews down there, they've got that physical temple. So it must be that their God is actually the physical, earth-oriented God, but our God is more the ethereal, spiritual God. So they they were reading back into their history. They they were going back to their roots without realizing they were, but then they were superimposing this whole concrete versus air um, worldview. So um, they kind of reversed engineered it, but then they saw it through their own microscope. Yeah, they, 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 they this this sounds about right. You know, uh, uh, Simon uh, uh, 
as as I said in the, in the beginning here, the, there there are a number of, uh, especially the old church fathers, uh, they they uh, attributed the birth of Gnosticism to to Simon. Uh, and of course, uh, we don't agree. Well, you and I, don't, I know we don't agree with that anymore. I think that Gnosticism, uh, it, it 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 started to rise up uh, before Simon Simon came along. Uh, you know, kind of a, kind of an emanation theory, and and then uh, the Neoplatonic version of it was the Hermetic uh, uh, theory. They get lumped together. You know, a lot of times Hermetic treatises and and Gnostic treatises get get lumped in at compendiums together, like in the Nag Hammadi Library and what have you. But uh, the uh, I, uh, I, have, I have an opinion on that. Now, go ahead. Uh, just because I don't want to miss it and accidentally go on to another subject. I, you know, John the Baptist, he was a very charismatic uh, figure, and he might might have been the one who came up with it himself. Because when we look at the Mandians, they distinguish um, the god of the Judeo-Christian tradition from their um, more elusive, distant god, who was um, the god of characters like Adam and Seth, but not the god of uh, Abraham and Moses. Which they yeah. identified as a lower god. So um, John yeah, the Baptist. Prophet, they, 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 they said their first prophet was Adam, and their last prophet was John the Baptist. Right. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, one thing though that about this demiurge business, uh, uh, Simon definitely uh, relegated uh, Jehovah to demiurge status, and, and of course later. Yeah, so so that and 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 the rest of the Gnostics following, well, following the lead of Simon, if you want to think that they were following his lead, they then demonized uh, uh, Jehovah. If he needed to be demonized, of course, I don't think you need to. I think he's, he was pretty ferocious as it was anyway. But uh, but interestingly enough, then when Valentinian came along, he tried to to, to uh, he tried to reconcile the Gnostic uh, proposition with the uh, with the with the, the Jews, and he uh, he came and 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 said that well yes Jehovah is a demiurge, but he's a good he's a nice demiurge and he and he's fighting for good and he's fighting against the devil he's fighting against Satan, uh, so even though he is the creator of of the world uh, and it's flawed. Uh, and and uh, the, 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 he is basically positive. So I think Valentinian uh, probably did that, uh, you know, to sort of because he was under a lot of pressure. You know, uh, Valentinian uh, Christianity uh, was was really taking a lot of hits. Uh, and the reason why it was, of course, is because of the, they 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 venerated the, the sacred marriage more than the crucifixion. As far as they were concerned, the passion of Christ was was uh, was was his marriage to Mary Magdalene, not not his his uh, being nailed up on the cross, and uh, and they, they, they and so consequently they were accused of having uh, of having an orgiastic cult, you know, and the church fathers were were all going down on them and and writing writing treatises against them and trying to and but but they were very popular though because because Valentinian almost became the pope. He, he was. He almost became uh, elected bishop of Rome. So they, uh, you know, that's something I want to mention. By the way, in line with that, uh, I discovered something, uh, a name for something that I didn't even know. I knew I knew it existed, but I didn't know it had a name. And that's encratism. And encratism 
is, is has had crept into Gnosticism, and and it, it also crept into into uh, monastic Christianity, uh, and and uh, what what encretism is is it's the idea that sex is uh, that that sex and the sex act and orgasm and all of this is is deadly dangerous, and that if you get into sex and into procreation and all that, you are starting the clock ticking for your own death. And and therefore, if you really want to be you really want to be pious and you really want to be holy, you should eschew any kind of sex, procreation or any sort of sex altogether. And they made it evil. That's anachronism. I didn't even know it had a name, but it but it got to be you know it got it it, it, it uh, even after the Council of Nicaea it it uh, perhaps especially after the Council of Nicaea, anachronism got to be the the uh, the whole byword of, of Christian monasticism is, is, is and it it also has a, a, a basis in Jewish uh, uh, piety too because uh, there there's a there there's a among among some of the Kabbalists there was a hatred of sex. Uh, in fact, I think one of the rabbis referred to uh, semen as the stinking drip. Uh, you know, I mean the. Uh, Zandri made a terrible face at me on that one, <laughs> but it. <laughs> but, and I got that. I got that in Kabbalah class from Rabbi Kurt Kramer. So blame it on him. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but no. But encretism is 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 really important because uh, it, 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 because it had such an effect on uh, on uh, on the Christian mysticism. And and uh, and well, on on uh, and, and you know he says same on the Kabbalah too, and and it still has it has and we still have to put up with it. It's like the like the idea that if it, if it's fundamental Christianity, they 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 are infected by encretism. That uh, anything sexual, anything enjoyable about sex, uh, is is just bad, and and really evil. Uh, that, but one of the things about uh, Simon, uh, his his cosmology, uh, and 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 the best the best uh, book on that, I think, if you really want to dig into it, is is is, uh, is uh, G. R. S. Mead's Simon Magus, the Gnostic Magician, and in the back of that book, in the back of that book, he has a diagram of. Um, of the Simonian Aeonology. And by gosh, this thing looks like a tree of life just straightened out. You know, like we straightened out the, 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 with a lightning flash. This doesn't have the lightning flash running down the minute and one day. It has a bunch of, it has a, it has a series of circles stacked on top of each other. And, and, uh, and if you start counting down, you, you end up with 10, you end up with 10, 10 aeons, uh, and uh, at the top, of course, is, yep. is fire. What? Yep, yep. The ten aeons, very important yep, in that. Yep. Ten, ten aeons, and and then that, and that's where our Kabbalah, that's where our Kabbalah gets started. Is it is Gnostic? The Kabbalah is 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 Gnostic, and of course, uh, you know, we we what we call the Hermetic Kabbalah also has its origin in that. And uh, and and fire is uh, the the universal principle of fire is is at the top, and that is what uh, Simon referred to as the seventh power, 
And this was the unknown God. This was above the Demiurge. Now, the Demiurge, of course, was empowered by by the unknown God, uh, the the uh, the Father, what we refer to. He was empowered by the Father, uh, but he but he and he didn't even realize, according to uh, Gnostic uh, um, theory, that the Demiurge didn't even realize that he that he was created by the Father. He didn't know. He, he in many ways he didn't even know who created him, but he created the he created the world and and uh, and was responsible for all that was wrong with it. But uh, um, the uh, as I say, the seventh power and and supposedly uh, Jesus had the seventh power. And according to Christian uh, uh, legend, uh, Simon tried to uh, Simon tried to buy uh, an infusion of the seventh power or access to the seventh power uh, from Peter, and and uh, and they refused him. Um, and that is such and, an obvious manipulation of what Simon was really trying to do. To me, it's pretty yeah. obvious. All Simon was trying to do was what Peter was trying to get everybody else to do, which was give the church money. And the only reason he came down on Simon is because he just didn't agree with Simon's views. And um, uh, evidence is pretty strong. Jesus had a disciple named Simon who was also a disciple of John the Baptist first, which is where Jesus got all his disciples, named Simon Zealot. And um, he dissed Simon the Zealot all of a sudden after Jesus died and is crucified. uh, Simon the Zealot just disappears out of the Gospels, but then Simon Magus reemerges and... uh, to me, it's just really obvious that Simon Zealot, Simon the Zealot, was uh, also Simon Magus, and he was walking around with those twelve disciples, and he was really chummy with Jesus. They were two guys of like minds. Um, yeah. Simon, uh, well, Jesus Simon, died, Simon, and Simon, Simon just said, "I did my movement." Simon, let me let me let me remind you. Simon was was uh, supposedly Simon was going to take over. He was he was. He was John the Baptist's. Uh, 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 he was going to be the successor to John the Baptist, or he thought he was. But he opted to go to Alexandria and and study at the library in Alexandria, or the university, if you want to call it that. And he was in 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 Alexandria, still still studying uh, when when John the Baptist was killed. And so, consequently, uh, Jesus, uh, you know, uh, got the okay. Jesus. Yeah, he got the dispensation. He became the successor to uh, to John, and uh, and and Simon. Uh, then Simon came back from Alexandria, degree or whatever. He came back from Alexandria, and, he, and then he he really kind of wanted to get back. He accepted apparently accepted the fact that Jesus had gotten the mantle, but he he wanted to get into it. You know, that's just one of the reasons why supposedly why he went and 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 tried to you know he said. Well, okay, uh, you know, I'll I'll uh, I'll pay my way. You know, <laughs> I'll make a contribution. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and and why he wanted to wanted to to, to get the you know to have to have access to the seventh power, not that um, uh, some people think that that that, that, uh, that that he wanted Peter to breathe it into him or something. No, 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 no. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, the finally, you know, before we forget it. Um, uh, Peter Peter ended up uh, killing Simon, and and uh, the way he did it because after after he you know refused Simon, he and and Simon apparently uh, had a rivalry, 
and which ended up in Rome because that was where they were both trying to, you know, be, to uh, uh, get get recruits and be and establish. The, and Peter was trying to establish the church there and whatever. Uh, and uh, Simon Simon uh, decided that he would perform a miracle in, in order to assert his own uh, uh, preeminence and. Uh, and it's according to the what it says in the in, in Acts that he built a tower, and then he declared, made a proclamation that he was on a certain date and time he was going to climb the tower, and he was going to fly. Now, uh, Tobias uh, Churton uh, reminds us of the of that very very interesting film. By the way, I'm going to see if I can get it on DVD. I, I'm not sure. I can. I'm not sure. It's 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 rather expensive. But uh, uh, it's called The Silver Chalice, and it was well, Paul Newman's first film. He played the, uh, uh, the the silversmith who built the built the case for the Grail, according to this uh, to this film. But the important thing about about this is what Tobias Churton is reminding about is Jack Palance doing this wonderful over-the-top interpretation of Simon Magus with some wonderful magical robes and everything. And I think Virginia Mayo was Helen, his, his consort. And they built this, this, this tower, and, and, uh, and he climbs up the top of the tower with his cloak, uh, with his, uh, his wizard's cloak, and, and you know, takes your nosedive off the tower, and, and the tower is tall enough to where he didn't survive, and that's the way they, uh, they do it in the movie. I don't... I've now that legend, Paul, that that legend's not in Acts. I think it might be in Acts of Peter and Paul, but it's not in the actual book of Acts. Simon's death that way, and that's considered a, a later a later story that was superimposed on Simon to make him look bad. Yeah, that that well that that, but it certainly has come down. It certainly it certainly has come down to us. I I uh did a little bit little bit of astral time travel and 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 kind of observed what actually happened and and uh, the way i see it uh simon uh simon did what a number of magicians uh down in 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 egypt had been doing and these people called themselves the stylites and what they did was they erected a pole not a tower they erected a pole and uh, they used something like uh, lineman's uh, uh, spikes or, or whatever to climb the pole. Uh, and then they had a crow's nest at the top of the pole, uh, you know, a platform that you could sit on. So what they would do is they'd erect this pole and then they would climb up to the top of it and they'd sit up on the top of the pole and they would sit there. Uh, and, well, ostensibly it was to have a vision, but it was uh, it was still a magical magical operation because if if you if you sat down at the bottom of the pole uh, around the pole and you stared up at the sky and especially if the sun was behind him if you stared up at him and and uh, and with a little bit of music and a little bit of uh, and a little bit of uh, um, you know psychological preparation. You would it would appear that he was flying, uh, and, and this it's kind of like the Hindu rope trick. Uh, it's it's one of those it's one of the combination of 
of uh, physical phenomena and, 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 and hypnosis. And this is, I believe, what Simon, who, Simon, who was a magician, I mean, he was used to doing things like this. And this is what I, what I saw him, him doing. And, of course, Peter's out there while, you know, seeing that people are, are gasping and they're looking up and, they, and they're pointing up and they're, they're, oh, he's flying, he's flying. And, and then Peter gets his, his, his gang and, they, and, they, and they, they push the pole down and, of course, Simon falls and dies. Uh, so I, that's, what, that's the way I saw it actually happening, and that's probably the way it did happen because, as I say, Simon was a magician, and, and this is the way a magician would do it. Just like the way Jesus would, would turn water into wine would be, you know, to have, uh, have, have a, a, a little, a little uh, goatskin sack of, of very strong wine uh, at the bottom of the, of the barrel of rainwater, and then stick his wand or his sword in there and stir it and mumble some magic words, and pretty soon you know you've got you've got a barrel full of wine. And, yeah, they did. You know, these these are the ways they 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 did they did uh, miracles in those days. And and the later Gnostic uh, uh, magician uh, and and uh, and and Valentinian Christian uh, preacher, who we uh, have a lot of uh, relation to in our tradition, is Marcus. He he did the same thing basically with uh, with a large uh, glass glass chalice with uh, with. Um, uh, concentrated wine at the bottom of it, and then he'd have his priestess, his version of Helen or Mary Magdalene, pour the the clear water uh, into the into the chalice, and and it would look like it was turning into blood. And we we still replicate that that within the Golden Dawn. You know, we still replicate that that particular little miracle. And uh, uh, so so much of this, uh, well, Valentinian Christianity. Uh, uh, does derive from Simon, uh, and and uh, and uh, let's mention that the, the, the connection with uh, with Helen and, and Mary Magdalene, because uh, um, the the original Gnostic theory was that the the Soma Sophia, which derived from from Nuit, you know, the 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 star, the, the goddess of the stars. Uh, uh, the Soma Sophia uh, was was the uh, was the physical universe, and it was female. And uh, and in order in in, in 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 order to make it complete, uh, it had to be impregnated. In other words, in other words, married to uh, to uh, the father or the son of the father, and in fact, the son of the father marries the Soma Sophia, and and uh, and the Soma Sophia falls. It, it uh, uh, that the fall of, uh, of of man is seen in the Gnostic proposition was the fall of the physical universe, and and falls down to the bottom of the aeons, and and so um, so the, the savior has to come down has to come down and reunite with the goddess of the stars, the queen of heaven. He has to reunite with her in order to, to complete, uh, to complete the universe and in order to, to complete the older soul. And, uh, so this, uh, this, this becomes the mystical basis of the sacred marriage. And, uh, um, so they used, uh, both Jesus and, 
and Simon, both of them, used a used a physical woman as the symbol of the Queen of Heaven, as the symbol of the the, uh, the celestial goddess. Uh, and in Simon's case, it was a woman he called Helen. He used Helen of Troy and he used the Trojan, the, Tro- the whole business of the Trojan War as an analogy, and, and related that to the to the Soma Sophia or the fall of, uh, of of the fall, of, you know, the kidnapping of Helen to the to the whole uh, in the in the Trojan War to the whole uh, uh, business of the Gnostic idea of the fallen uh, the fallen thought of God. So he called Helen the fallen thought of God, rescued her from a brothel in Tyre. Now. One wonders, you can't help but wondering, and I know Tobias doesn't wonder about this particularly, but he should. Was this a brothel or was this a temple, and was Helen was Helen a a, 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 a priestess, you know, a, a a courtesan priestess of the goddess? Uh, and 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 it doesn't necessarily have to be a brothel. Have to be a brothel, and and uh, in those days. Um, you know, this is all a question of semantics. Are we talking about a priestess or are we talking about a prostitute? What are we talking about? And in the case of Mary Magdalene, we're virtually certain out even the Catholic Church, you know, has, has reversed themselves on calling Mary Magdalene a prostitute. They, uh, and, and we're we're fairly certain that she was uh, she was the daughter of, of uh, the Phoenician uh, and, and Phoenician Syrian uh, governor, and and uh, and right on you know uh, a princess and and a priestess uh, and and uh, and so it's the same situation analogous to um, you know to to uh, to, uh, to Helen and Helen and Mary Magdalene. And this is so similar that some authorities uh, have even suggested that Jesus and, and Simon Magus and Helen and Mary Magdalene are all the same persons. Uh, and, uh, and, 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 and you suggested a book, I think it's called The Son of Man. And which Simon one of the, the Son well, of Man. Yeah, yeah, Simon the Son of Man, in which this he, he comes out with this thing and says, well, Simon came first. Simon, you know, and then and the whole Jesus story just arrives from Simon. And of course, well, you know, yeah. well, on that note, there there is this concept, uh, and it goes back to Elijah and Elisha, of a mantle. And um, when a prophet dies, he can pass his mantle on to the next prophet, um, because Simon he had this debate with Dosithius who uh, Dosithius was claiming to be John the Baptist's successor, but uh, Simon Magus, he came back from Egypt, which means you're right. Simon Magus wouldn't have been one of Jesus' disciples because he wasn't around. Um, so he, he comes back, and Dosithius says, all right, uh, I'm the successor. You were gone. And then Simon proves himself to be a better magician. And uh, the, the mantle, the anoia, uh, which is a Gnostic term that uh, Dosithius claimed, he goes, you're right, Simon. You're the one who has the mantle. So I, I think in Simon's mind, he wasn't he wasn't necessarily Jesus himself, but he was the one who inherited the mantle from Jesus and John the Baptist after they had both died. Yeah, he 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 certainly um, yeah, he, he certainly certainly was uh, the, the favored the favored successor. And uh, let's uh, let's 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 catch up a few other things uh, re- regarding this. Uh, John the Baptist 
I think this is all very important to uh, the, well to the, the Kabbalah and to and to hermetic uh, the hermetic connection and all this is very important. John the Baptist was uh, even though he was a monotheist and even though an analogist and all of that, uh, he still venerated and so did Simon uh, the archons or the angels of the spheres and and. Uh, one thing Tobias uh, really, really emphasizes, and and I think uh, I think he's absolutely right. Of course, it fits right along with what what with everything we've been doing, and that is that the Book of Enoch stands behind all of this. Yes, and the Book of Enoch, as we know, the Book of Enoch is is Aramaic and it is the lowest, and it is uh, and and the fallen angels are. Uh, you know they they are the Elohim and and they become the uh, the archons of the of the Gnostic spheres and they also become uh, you know the uh, the pagan gods and goddesses and uh, and this carries through with John the Baptist and you read his Book of the Moon and and, and this is obvious that that, that he's uh, venerating uh, the and so also the uh, uh, what's the other that 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 uh, that, Reba, that that the other book of the of the Mandanians? Begins um, Rabba? Yeah, Begins Rabba. They you you read that and you know you know that they are very very much into uh, the 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 archons or the or the gods and goddesses of the chakras. They they definitely. I mean the the the, the ascensions. The whole idea of ascending, and uh, you know, the spheres, uh, and and uh, you know, it's kind of a Bardo Thodol kind of thing, and and and, and uh, it's 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 obvious that John the Baptist is very much into this, and also this doctrine of the fa- of the idea that that, that the, the sacred marriage, that, that when you when a man and a woman get married, they're completing they're 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 completing a soul unit. Uh, this is where our, the idea of the soulmate comes from, but but uh, they didn't look at it that way. They thought if they got married, uh, if 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 you if, if 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 man and woman got married, then then they were they were they were making themselves soulmates, you know. Uh, they they, they uh, uh, but that but later that got translated into the into the the soulmate doctrine, like like you know, you know you, the, the soul splits coming down to male female and then, then the two of them are wandering around trying to find each other uh, and but the main reason why uh you know Jesus was very 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 much in favor of the sanctity of marriage because it it reempowered women you know uh and and one of the things that uh, that uh, Tobias uh, points out in his uh, in his book on the mysteries of sex is the this the the uh, the essential um, unity of, uh, between uh, between the two the two separate the separated souls, and he here again traces it back to the Garden of Eden and to Adam. Who was the Mandanian's first prophet, as you recall? Uh, yep. And 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 Eve. This is this is a fascinating concept that Tobias comes up with here. Uh, that that Eve is taken out of Adam before uh, you know before they're he she's she's taken out of him. She's a part of him, 
but there's no uh, there's no sanctity involved in this. Uh, she's just taken out of him, and and uh, and she's not reunited into him. Uh, and uh, they, they, she has to be. They, they, the two of them have to be reunited uh, to become one being. And and uh, um, Tobias points out that this is what what Jesus was. Uh, one of the things that Jesus was very concerned about was was the reuniting of the of, of, of the male and the female based upon the Genesis idea that that Eve was part of, was actually part of Adam and should be reunited. And the sacred marriage, if it is done. Yeah, as a sacred marriage, it will accomplish that reunification, the reunification of uh, of Adam and Eve as one being, and uh, and this, uh, it, it, you know, this is this this what lays behind that Gnostic Adamite sect that Herodotus Bosch was connected with. Uh, yeah. This, this, yeah. Oh, yeah. This 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 whole concept of, of reun and also too uh, marriage. A, a monogamous marriage, not polygamy. Now, Jesus wasn't in favor of polygamy, and, uh, and, and I don't know how the Mormons ever ever got the idea that he was. But uh, um, Old Testament, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Jesus was very, very much uh, a, a monogamous, monogamous, and and uh, the, uh, the so what do you? Oh, so he believed that that this re-empowered the women. Because women in those in, in Jesus' time, you could you could have as many wives as you wanted, uh, or as many as you could afford, and 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 they were in a high, they were in a pecking order, uh, and they were literally you were you were you were you were marrying women to, uh, to, to have as maids and 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 and, and scullions and 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 uh, you know and all of that. Maybe your maybe your first wife was and was in charge, but she she was just. She was just kind of the first scullion, you know. I mean, it, women were disempowered. They lost their property. They, they, you know, they had no, they had no, uh, uh, they weren't equal. And this is what Jesus wanted to do. In fact, Jesus and Hillel, you know, people say that, oh well, Jesus got everything from Hillel. No, he didn't. One of his primary uh, 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 differences with Hillel was on this divorce thing. Uh, he, he was definitely against it. What what man what God has put together, let no man uh, to, uh, break asunder. And and uh, so the marriage uh, was a reunification, not just of Adam and Eve, but it was a re a reempowerment of women, as far as Jesus was concerned. And and John the Baptist was the same way, because John the Baptist lost his head. He got his head chopped off because he disapproved of Herod Antipas's divorce. Right. Uh, that was that. Uh, they will point out that that the uh, lying behind Valentinian Christianity is the re-empowering of the female, and and I know that some women. Uh, I, I know Joe's listening in, uh, and and uh, yeah, yeah, Joe, you you you, you I, I know you understand this that. That there are women today who think that marriage is is uh, is actually another way of man, a man enslaving a woman. No, uh, that wasn't what Jesus uh, Jesus intended. It wasn't what John the Baptist intended. They're trying to reverse marriage, it because 
Yeah, right. Exactly. He was trying to reverse the, the reverse the uh, the uh, the overpowering of women, and and give them power, give them equal power. That was what it was for. And and, yeah, uh, and right right now, if, you're, if you're a divorced woman, you lose all your. Uh, nobody gives you any prestige once you're divorced in that culture. Now, if a woman's divorced, she's liberated. But in those times, it was so patriarchal. If a woman was divorced. Uh, John, John the Baptist and Jesus were obviously saying, hey, you can't just throw this woman to the side. There was no, you know, judge saying, okay, you get half of this man's belongings. It's, uh, you're divorced, okay, you're out on your own. Good luck finding a new man. You're done. That's right. It was really and, bad. And, and Hillel, and Hillel uh, did not go along with that. And Jesus, in fact, in the argument, Jesus, Jesus said, well, this is something Moses came up with because he had to. In fact, it says in you know, and Jesus, Jesus actually said that he said Moses was uh, had to do this to please his uh, to, to, to you know to please his followers, uh, and and so they, that was a very definitely a, a difference of opinion in that. Now, one of the things I want to make sure we we get across before we because we're we're getting down toward the uh, you know uh, one of the things that it really in 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 uh, in uh, Tobias's certain's uh, a uh, book on John the Baptist that just really blew my mind, and and I just I, I just uh, you know I said I'm going to share this with everybody tonight if I don't share anything else, and that's this: uh, John the Baptist was uh, after he died, he, his his school did not die. As a matter of what? fact, his school his school is still exists today. The Mandarin. Oh yeah, and and if you and if you look at their structure, it, it's almost like the Golden Dawn. They, the, the Golden Dawn's <laughs> temple. Yeah, they 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 they, they, uh, they you know well, with the with the with the premonstrator and the and the imperator and the cancellarius and all that. Their their structure. I think I think the Golden Dawn's original structure is based on the Mandanian uh, uh, Mandanian hierarchy, and Mandanians uh, not only were they descended from John the Baptist school, and they still dig little river Jordans off the Tigris and Euphrates and baptize people in them. They're out there in their white robes and their turbans, baptizing them in these little little river Jordans, and and but they also claim to be the descendants of the Haranian Sabaeans. And and not only do they do they claim to be the descendants, they preserve the astrological and magical writings and teachings of the of the, the, the Haranian Sabaeans. And of course, as we all know, the Haranian Sabaeans uh were hermetic. And not only that, back back before uh, before Genghis Khan ran them out of ran them out of Haran, they had they had Italians during the you know I wasn't Genghis Khan at one of the later later Khans ran them out. They had Italian they had uh, Italian Hermeticists were going over there to Haran, and and uh, and of course as we all know, especially those of us who who uh, have Peter Warnock's books, as we all know the the you know the uh, the Sabaeans are definitely her- hermetic, and as the story goes, <laughs> to tie this thing up completely, back when uh, when when the uh, the Emir that was uh, uh, that that arrived at the gates of Haran about 800 A.D. 
and uh, and the Iranian uh, elders came out, and uh, their emir was there with his army, and the emir uh, said, uh, "Who are you people?" And they said, "Well, we're the we're the Iranians. We're the this is the city of the moon god." And and uh, and uh, the uh, the emir said, "Well, you, you're going to have to decide uh, what you're going to be. You can be you can be uh, you can be Muslims, you can be Jews, you can be Christians, or you can be Sabians. But you're going to have to be one of the four. And if you're not one of the four, by the time I come back." We're gonna raise your city to the ground and put you to the sword. And so you got to make you you got you got you got to make you got a year to make your choice. And uh, the story, as the story goes, they decided that they were going to be Sabians because uh, Muhammad, for political reasons, um, uh, left the Yemenis uh, free of conversion. Because the Yemenis were the, the, at that time were the descendants of the Queen of Sheba, and 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 she of course was a was a pagan, and uh, and they were they were star worshippers and 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 pagans very much like the ancient Canaanites and almost the same they did virtually the same thing, and and so um, the. Um, the uh, the Iranians figured that well we got to be something let's let's be civilians for heaven's sake that's pretty close to what we already are and uh, and and uh, so uh, the next thing they 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 came up with was well wait a minute we if we're going to be civilians we're going to have to have a book because you know these these Muslims there they 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 think that Jews and Christians and civilians uh, and are, are all people of the book. So what are we going to use for holy books? Well, all right. Uh, how about the Book of Enoch and, and the Hermetic Corpus? So that's what they decided on. And ever since then, the uh, you know the the Book of Enoch and and, and the Hermetic Corpus that's been the basis of, of the Sabean uh, magical tradition, and and that's what lies behind Picatrix, and that's what uh, you know that's. Very definitely connected with us, but the thing that fascinates me is, is John the Baptist, is you know he was he was the progenitor of the Mandanians, and the Mandanians were were also the Heranians, and so it all ties together. And the Book of Enoch uh, was behind. Not only was it behind uh, uh, Hermetic philosophy, but it was also also uh, it was also behind Gnosticism. And also behind Kabbalah, and and this this is just really this ties everything together. Want to comment on that, Mike? Um, yeah, the Sabians they're they're really a neat sect, and I I'm glad that they were left alone. But unfortunately, we still have Mandians today, and they're no longer put in that category. Um, they, they think just, they are, according to, according to Tobias. According to what Tobias says here, <laughs> they still venerate. They still venerate the Hermetic, uh, the Sabean Hermetic tradition. No, I, I'm just says. saying it's unfortunate. It, it's unfortunate the the Muslims in that part of the world today no longer recognize them in, in that Sabean category because it, it was really a beautiful tradition that they clicked into, 
Uh, you know, it's kind of funny that a lot, a lot of people converted to Judaism when they were given the choice become Jews or Christians. <laughs> they didn't give the Sabean option up in Kazaria. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know the story. Um, well, you know, all the European I, I think it all pretty well. Where I, I can't add anything to it. Um, one thing that I do think is interesting, though, is uh, just the name Mandean. Um, there was a sect that that. Uh, Simon Magus's appointed heir was Menander, and his followers were called the Menandrians. And um, they claimed uh, to be the followers of John the Baptist, Simon Magus, and Menander. And I think these Mandeans are, are the uh, the living descendants of the Menandrians. So we, we have a, a straight line, you know, Menander, Simon Magus, Dositheus, John the Baptist. And uh, it, that, that's why uh, this sect... Um, the whole idea of the higher God and, and, and the lower God. Uh, Simon Magus, what he said, and, and, and you and I are, are starting to really, I think, uncover something big here. He said, "There is uh, the truth about the hidden God is in the Old Testament. You just have to learn how to siphon it out. And uh, I, I think uh, when Wellhausen discovered the Elohist uh, uh, text being different than the Jehovah's or Yahweh's text, it's like, Oh, you separate these two out, uh, all of a sudden you get a story of a compassionate overall God, um, distinct from this um, this jealous demiurge. Yep. And another thing well, about morality, you know, uh, um, uh, Omar Omar said, uh, "Oh man, oh man, of baser, who who of baser earth does make." And even with paradise devised the snake, of all the sin wherein the, wherewith the face of man is blackened, man's forgiveness give and take. And that, of course, is one of my favorite verses out of Omar. Uh, and and but you know, and Omar was very much into all of this, and and, and uh, uh, he 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 uh, he. Uh, I think I think Omar was. Was a sort of a I don't think he, he wasn't necessarily a Sabean but uh, or a Heranian, but but he certainly was cognizant mm-hmm. of all of their all of their wisdom and their and even their their mythology, and what he meant by this is is what was meant by what uh, John the Baptist and, and Simon and all these these early Gnostics, uh, what they meant by all this is that you know this whole idea of 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 sin. Especially sin connected with sex is just not—it's just not true. It's it, 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 its not valid. Uh, that that we that human beings should not be blamed for uh, for enjoying being human beings. And this, of course, is what the what the fallen angels fell for. You know, this, this whole idea of well, well, they lusted after the daughters of men. Now that's obviously, you know, angels, disembodied spirits are not going to lust after, after something after embodied uh, spirits. They're going to what they're going to lust after is the idea of being embodied themselves, and then all of the yeah. pleasures that go along with being embodied. You know, because I'm sure that that uh, I'm sure that 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 wolves, uh, that boy wolves enjoy mating with girl wolves. And and uh, if I was a disembodied spirit, I might want to become a wolf. You know, I mean, uh, and if I did, I would certainly enjoy enjoy the lady wolves. And and uh, so it's just the idea of 
enjoying the flesh. It's like in the Kabbalah, they said the kingdom, you know, the kingdom, Malkut. That's where it's done. That's where we do it. That's the plane of demonstration. And, it's and so, yeah, yeah it's, it's manifested. This is where the angels and the angels were jealous of man. And it says so in the Bible. The, the angels were jealous of man because man could create, and man could man could uh, you know have his own sphere where he could create things and we could be do things. And and so what they they didn't lust after the daughters of men. They lusted after they lusted after lusting after the daughters of men. It was a lusting after lust, not lusting after any particular thing. Uh, oh, that and, makes and, sense. I've never thought of it that way. Oh yeah, and but but this whole idea of sin, the Gnostics were against this. And in fact, some of them, as you know, some Gnostics uh, uh, had the idea that that well, in order to get free of the demiurge, you got to break all of his laws. So let's let's break all the Ten Commandments. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's what that way we'll get free of this this demiurge and and get loose from him. Uh, of course, that's you know, I think uh, in our in our our, our friend Alistair Crowley he sort of went along with that. And by the way, uh, as I was saying, that Omar Omar or at least Fitzgerald's version of him influenced Crowley, but also um, it's just pretty obvious that Simon Magus and 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 Helen. Uh, you know, uh, Helen was the original Scarlet Woman, uh, and um, uh, anyway, this this has been uh, this has been fascinating. Got a few minutes left. Anything else you want to add to this uh, to this discussion Mike, before we you know, before we wrap up? Well, I I think it's really neat. I, I think the Golden Dawn comparison is something to be explored. That's that's incredible. Um, I, I know that uh, the Mandians are struggling a lot right now. It might be neat for us to um, make a connection there. I've never thought of I'd that like until to. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, um, well, you know, they're probably going to get they they get if if, if they'd be like the Tibetans, you know, like the, like the Tibetan uh, uh, mystics, they're liable to have to leave. You know, the way things are over there. Uh, uh, they they may uh, the Yazidis aren't doing very well, you know. The, the poor Yazidis are getting getting trashed. Uh, and I know I know quite a few Yazidis personally. I, I don't know if I could get any on the show right now. They're more interested in places of refuge. They all know each other pretty well there. I think they're on good relation, very good relations with the Mandians. I, I haven't talked to any Mandians lately, but um, you know we talk about Syrian refugees a lot. But what about Mandian refugees and Yazidi refugees? Because they're not safe by any standard at all. And um, well, why don't we get a hold of Donald? Let's get a hold of Donald Trump and let's and and let's get him to uh, let's let's get him to recommend that we (laughs) make an exception. We make an exception for Mandians and Yazidis. And 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 Christians, the story of Christians, and 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 the rest, and and and, and, and we'll take all of them, uh, and, and we'll vouch for them. All right. We need to be taking them on. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, uh, we got to do something politically incorrect here. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Oh, this has been this has been a fascinating discussion. I know that there are several people looking forward to it. I got I got a, a message on on the website from uh, from uh, from uh, uh, Mark Miller, wanting to uh, you know wanting to 
uh, uh, talking about tonight and uh, tonight's show. So I know people are interested. I hope we have. I hope we have given them plenty to think about. And uh, and uh, remember uh, that uh, 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 we have a lot. We we owe a tremendous debt to to the Gnostics and and to the and of course to our, our Iranians and John the Baptist. Uh, you remember now on uh, every every moat mass and every time you do a fourth degree, uh, you know here we we bring out the we bring out the chalice and that's 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 the baphomet or the or the uh, or, you know, you know, the head of the head of the head of, the head of John the Baptist and and uh, um, and so uh, you know we he, he's still with us uh, and. Uh, and uh, I think that just about wraps it up. Next week we'll uh, uh, hopefully. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get a, a, a very, very uh, uh, famous in the magical community guest uh, on on board. We'll see if maybe maybe we can get him for next week. I don't know quite yet, but 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 we'll uh, we'll do something. We'll do something that uh, exciting. And uh, meanwhile. Uh, thanks for coming on board, uh, Mike, and, and uh, good night, Lady Joe, and uh, and the rest of you. Uh, Till next week, good magic.